to hashtag WrestlePals, your weekly dose of dot, 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 stupid. Big weekend for wrestling in general. Uh, WWE and AEW alike. And like I said, wrestling in general, is it was a major, major weekend. Um, and coming up, a major, major weekend for your WrestlePals. Uh, we are recording um, the road to WrestleMania number six this coming friday so that should be in your eardrums next week very much looking forward to getting together with the boys and chatting about wrestlemania 6 very big weekend in wwe we had SummerSlam and takeover and uh, there's the one thing that we'll talk about will be the talking point in the second half of the show you already know if you're listening to this what that is but let's not gloss over SummerSlam. very good SummerSlam, i have to say I very much enjoyed it. There were lulls, of course. No four-hour show is going to be perfect, uh, especially in WWE land. It's it's just it's just not. Um, were there th- booking decisions I didn't enjoy? Yes. Um, did they take me out of the show? No, not at all. Um, which is, you know, I guess maybe I'm a rarity. It, it usually doesn't. There's times where it does, but it usually doesn't. Otherwise, I feel like the way they set this night up was practically perfect. So we start the the night um, with the pre-show. Big E taking on bum-ass Baron Corbin. Um, Corbin's doing great work. Uh, there's nothing major to report here, so we're not going to belabor this. But it was a, a very fun um, pre-show match, and both guys got great reactions. We start the show proper with RK Bro taking AJ on AJ and Omos for the tag team championships. And ah oh man, I love Riddle's snakeskin gear. It's awesome. Um and they've been a lot of fun, RK Bro. It, it's it's been a lot of fun television and infinitely better than Styles and Omos, I'd say. Like it, I mean, if you want to compare like the teams themselves, I don't know. Maybe maybe you have something there with AJ and Almost, but I feel like RK Bro has been just better television. So like, I was definitely hoping for them to win, and they did. Uh, there was, I do have to say, um, <laughs> great tag moves from both teams very early on. We're not going to get too deep here in most of these matches. There's nothing too deep to get to get into. Um. I don't like being that guy. I don't want to break down all the action. I don't want to be like a move for move guy. So I never have been. And if I don't have a lot of notes, it's because I enjoyed the show and I was actually watching it. So that's how you know. Uh, Eva Marie ta- with Dewdrop takes on Bliss. I I don't want my stupid tablet making noise because of her first name. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I... I know a lot of people were upset with this, but everything about it screamed SummerSlam to me. Like it, it, it felt like a SummerSlam match. So I know that people have not been a fan of Bliss and the Doll, and definitely not fans of Eva Marie. But something about the the two of them together said SummerSlam to me. So you know that was my first note, and. Um, I was actually shocked that Eva Marie was actually in the ring. Thought for sure she'd pawn it off on Dewdrop, but she didn't. 
Um, and my final note was not as bad as it might have been, because it could have been. Um, but it looks like we're getting dewdrop on our own going forward, which uh, was confirmed on Monday night. Um, she does say that she's keeping the name. She made it her own, so she will be dewdrop. Uh, but she's separating herself from Eva Marie, and it looks like the two of them will be feuding going forward. Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Uh, there was no way this was going to fail. Um, is there a possibility that it could have been, could have gotten lost in the shuffle, you know, depending on where they put it? Sure. But, um, these two both hit hard. Like this was a no, there was no way this was going to miss. Um, I've heard several people saying that they thought that it would, it might steal, steal the show. I never thought it had that kind of potential, but I thought that it would be a very fun, hard-hitting affair somewhere in the middle of the card, and it delivered on just that. This was a very good undercard matchup, very good U.S. title matchup. I very much enjoyed watching these two beat the living crap out of each other. Um, and I, I think Damian Priest wins the U.S. title. I think that's going to heat up the U.S. title a little bit again. Um, it hasn't had much juice since Apollo won it. Apollo won it, and then he had the feud with Lashley, and that was pretty hot for a minute. And then Lashley went on his run with it, losing to Riddle. And again, I love Sheamus, but you put that title on Sheamus, and suddenly it's, it died. I mean, part of that is what they did with him. Uh, but not to take away from this match. It delivered. It was everything it needed to be. Damian Priest wins, and I think this was this was absolutely uh, the right call. Um, Mysterios take on the Usos uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, and I know Jesus. What an uppercut to Dom! Um, fun heel shit from the Usos, luring Dom to the corner, and then um, so one. At this point, I wish I would have taken a further note, but one of the Usos was dragging Dom to the corner, letting him, leading him to the corner, and tag, tag him, tag him. And then, like, as he almost is close enough, just drags him away. I love that. Such a simple move, but it shows we're the bad guys, and uh, we'll do whatever it takes to retain our titles. Uh, they retain. Um, clearly, I must have been distracted because I don't remember how they retained. Um uh, I do have to say that at this point, I started doing Bell and Dub's writing session, so I had to go back and rewatch, and I forgot to rewatch the end of this match to take a note on it. Um, Nakamura shows up next for, I don't know, <laughs> a celebration. It's uh, it was fun. I mean, this was a f fun thing to do, like in the middle again. Like it, it feels like a SummerSlam thing, even though they've been doing it on SmackDown just boogs and. And uh, Nakamura getting down with that McAfee. I mean, whatever, man. It was fun. Um, up next is Belair versus Sasha Banks. And the internet was abuzz with Sasha not appearing at SmackDown last week. Apparently, she hasn't been at any of the house shows. Say what you want about Sasha Banks. But she does live in kayfabe. Um, if she's out and about, it is as Sasha. Uh I mean, on Twitter, she's she has her name listed as Mercedes. But if you look at at what she does, 
and especially you know i don't know the things she does are all have something to do with sasha banks as a character including possibly you know because there's there's no way to know why she wasn't at SummerSlam or why she's not doing the house show loops. I'm jumping to the conclusion that it's just in character and it has something to do with the, the, the bigger story that they're trying to tell, but we'll see. So Sasha Banks unable to compete. Uh, and Carmella comes out. She's going to get a title shot at Bianca Belair. And as the match is just about to begin, um, Becky Lynch's music hits. And yo, <laughs> talk about pops. This was a big, big pop. And people were geeked up, including me, man. I was fired up to see Becky Lynch back in a WWE ring. Um, my biggest thing here, and a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that Bianca gets buried. I don't think that, but I also don't, th I think they did her dirty. She got beat in like eight seconds. Not a fan of that. I would have. I'm oh, I'm way okay with Becky Lynch coming back. I'm way okay with Becky Lynch getting the win because Bianca can say, yo, I was training for Sasha and she took the fight anyway. I don't like that she lost so fast. Um, you know, I think they'll take the Kofi approach. Well, I hope they don't take it. So Kofi just never even acknowledged it and moved on back to New Day stuff after losing to Brock. I hope that Bianca gets to retaliate in some fashion. I'm not saying she needs to become a bad guy. I'm not saying, but I hope she gets to retort. I hope she gets to say something. Um, very excited that Becky Lynch is back. So like, this was very, <laughs> this was difficult for me. And you know, maybe this means that going into the draft, they have hopes that Bianca can carry the raw division. You know, maybe, maybe they're going to send her over to raw and, Maybe she's going to wrestle away the championship from whomever wins the, the match later on. We'll get to that. But in, in the short term, this was a really great big moment. Uh, again, I love, I love that Becky Lynch is back. I love that she's the champ. I hate that this had to happen to Bianca Belair. Um, very spectacle. This was my note. Very spectacle, but I wish there was more of a match. I really wish that they could have had like a match and then that would have made this a little bit more okay. Uh, Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. My my note, it's definitely a mid-card match. Uh, but this is a fun, hard, hard-hitting affair. Uh, this is, it's very much a feud that Drew needed. He needed to be away from the title. We needed to see that he can float without, people like him without the title. That's what we needed to see. Do they like him just as much or have we moved past him? And he got some reaction, and some good reaction. People are still counting with him. I, th I think I think he's safe. Um, it's going to be a very delicate balance because you really can't put him back in that title picture. And I don't know that there's enough bad guys for him to feud with in in the long run before you can put him back in that title picture. But uh, in the meantime, this was just a, it, it was, um, here, moderate reaction for Drew's win. This is exactly what I said. Moderate reaction for Drew's win. Solid reaction for the sword when he gets the sword out to chase the, uh, Jinder and his boys out. Bigger reaction after he chases everyone off. Everybody gets chased off and they react big. So the moment ended up being pretty big for Drew. The match itself, nobody really cared about. And I hate that for Drew, but, um, 
at least people still care about him. Again, you're going to be walking a very delicate balance here with him, uh, trying to keep him and his momentum going forward as high as he is without <laughs> without a lot of people up that way for him to feud with. Maybe Miz when he's done with Morrison, but uh, more on that as, as we get there. Uh, Nikki Ash takes on Rhea and Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship, um, and it was very even early on. All three women getting their stuff in, and it was an even match. I love that. Nikki was not an afterthought. Um, she was a very equal part of it. Like people, the the other two women were taking her seriously, knowing, you know, Charlotte was not at first, but as soon as everybody started mixing it up, she had to. Uh, I got to put this woman away. Like I can't just focus on Rhea. I have to focus on, on I'll focus in on her too. So uh, I love Rhea attempting the submission to both opponents. That's good. Uh, the miss so. I love how this happened, but I hate what happened because of it. Uh, the missed crossbody tweaking Nikki's knee. Like, I love that touch. I love that touch because you can't make a mistake like that. Charlotte will pounce, and she did. Like, this is great storytelling. I mean, this this was a great match. This was an awesome match. Uh, in In... This is if it was going to happen. This is how it should. Nikki made a mistake. She missed the the crossbody. Her knee is tweaked. She gets put in the figure eight and has to tap. But I hate that it happened because I would have loved to see them ride Nikki Ash for another couple months at least. Let her continue to build. Um. I especially after what because Bliss comes out the next night to say her literal word was. Just came to say hi to Charlotte. Um, so it looks like Little Miss Bliss will be moving into the championship picture. I keep not saying her first name because my tablet is right over there. <laughs> and until I pay attention enough attention to my tablet to make it stop saying anything when I say that name, it goes... Here, I'll show you. Alexa Bliss. Okay. It didn't do it loud enough. You probably didn't hear it. Anyway, um, again, great match. Loved the way it ended, but hate that it did. <laughs> I hate that Charlotte's champion again. I hate. I more specifically hate that Nikki, almost a superhero, loses. Up next, the match I was probably looking forward to the most, Edge and Rollins. And I love that Seth pushed Edge to brood status. Um... This was a fun bit of nostalgia. Uh, Edge comes out on Friday, or he doesn't even come out. He he warns Seth and and drops a quote brood bath on him. Um, and then come SummerSlam, he comes up uh, in the brood entrance, like comes up from underneath the stage and comes out to the brood music. I love this. This was fun. Um, it showed that Edge was in a different place. But it was also a fun bit of nostalgia for those of us who've been watching long enough. Um, and of course, Rollins targeting the neck of Edge because that's been the story this whole time. Um, Edge is so fucking good. I don't care how old he is. He's just still so fucking good. And he can still put a lot of people over and we can get a lot more out of him even at this age. 
Um, and it seems like he's in it like long haul, like, um, like he's going to be maybe not weekly, but pretty close to. So I, I am curious. I don't know where we go next because edge wins. I assume that means we're getting more edge and Rollins. Cause I assume that edge is going to want to put Rollins over before this thing's over. Uh, I don't know how long they're going to, they're going to go, but, um, I'm curious. Um, I'm, I can't wait to see what happens on Friday. Uh, then comes the dripsticks nonsense. Uh, love woods coming out as Scott Hall. This was great. Um, the, what is it? The dripstick 2000 that they had is, I mean, it was stupid, but it was, it was a nice break from the action and a nice breath of fresh air before we get to the next match, which was Lashley and Goldberg. My first note, still don't want it. Blech. And, you know, the match was fine. It really was. It was just kind of sloppy. Um, you know, you hope for better, but it's also Goldberg at this point. The turning point came when MVP hits Goldberg with the cane. And then suddenly Lashley is dominant and really going to work on the knee. I love that. I love that. It made me okay with this match. Um, targeting the knee. I like it. God help me. I like it was my note. Goldberg can't even stand. So the ref goes, all right, well, I guess this match is over. And uh, Lashley was disgusted with that, which again, I love. I love everything about this, except the very end of this. So Lashley goes to work on Goldberg again, um, goes to work on his knee with a chair and then Goldberg's son jumps in. And to me, I hate this because it means we're getting more. And I didn't even want it to begin with. And now you're going to give me more? Oh, man. I mean, about the best that can be said about that is at least it wasn't a one-off for Goldberg. Even though I don't like him. Uh, I hate when the quote-unquote part-timers only come in for like a, a short period of time. Like the next match, Cena and Reigns for the Universal Championship. Um, the first thing I noted was there was no John Cena sucks during the intro. Have we finally gotten to that point where, where let's go Cena, Cena sucks, and John Cena sucks is over? He just gets to come in and exist? And be one of the greatest to ever do it? And yes, that is true. He really is. At least on the WWE landscape, it is inarguable. He really is one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, And the match happens almost exactly as Cena said. He initially is going for roll-ups. Like, he's not even really going for moves. He's just trying to roll up uh, reins. Trying to get that e that quick three and surprise him. And as he said, embarrass him. But, uh doesn't happen Roman just keeps beating the living hell out of him and that is great uh Cena keeps kicking out of stuff um a couple flurries of offense but Roman Reigns looks like a dominant champion and gets the win um I love that uh and then Brock shows up which you know I, I was kind of geeked up about and then because because you immediately go to Heyman and you see Heyman's confused because he doesn't know what to do. Uh, my current client and 
my former client, although Brock is still his, I'm curious to see where this goes. I think the worst thing about it is that means Finn is edged out at least for the next however long. Uh, we'll skip this. We'll come back to talking points. Takeover 36 was also this weekend. Uh, but I, I do have to say, Cena reigns hell of a fucking main event. It was awesome. I enjoyed that match a freaking lot. I actually watched it twice. It was a very good match. Very enjoyable. Takeover 36. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes starts. Um, Grimes, whoa, way fired up. Um, so here's a note. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a reversal or what. Knight's power slam rolled over and Grimes falls on him for a pinning predicament. It looked like it was an accident. And if it was, it was awesome. And I don't know. Like, if it was on purpose, it was also awesome. It was... I'd never seen anything like it. Very different. Um, uh, Grimes has a vice grip with the Million Dollar Dream. And then the cave-in to the falling backward pin cover. It was a, it was a very beautiful touch. So, like, at the end, uh, Grimes goes up to the top hits the cave-in, and lands on his two feet, very woozy, and just falls back and gets the one, two, three. We have a new million-dollar champion. I didn't take a lot of notes. Again, NXT shows I'm I'm, I'm pretty into, so there's rarely ever going to be. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai, another reinvention for Kai. Wonder if it translates to the uh, ring. Dakota Kai starts off being just very slippery, not, not standing still, not... Raquel Gonzalez just can't, like, she's a power wrestler. She can't get her hands on Dakota Kai. I love it. Um, it took a lot to put Dakota down. And, of course, we see Kaylee Ray coming to NXT. So it looks like we're getting Raquel Gonzalez and Kaylee Ray next. Very interesting. Of all, of all the N NXT UK women, I wouldn't have seen Kaylee Ray coming over. I'm, her entire reign, I didn't really see much of it. So I'm... I, I was watching every week NXT UK for a good long time. And then 205 Live got really good. So I started watching that. And then my NXT UK started tapering. And it, it was it was a whole thing. So um, Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Man, you know, like I was looking forward to this almost as much as the main event. Um, my note here, Ilya matches can fit in no problem. Like he delivers every time these are great matches hard-hitting affairs but i don't know that he can make the leap to nxt proper N not that needing a mic is necessarily necessary but at the same time like you have to have some personality and he's a fighter um and i i feel like he fits really well in nxt uk and i mean maybe i get proved wrong um you know, Pete Dunn, I, I, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, like they, they had personalities. Walter, Walter is stoic and that his, that's his personality. Plus he has Imperium with him. So like, that's why he can work on NXT. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about Dragunov. Most of, most of what I've seen of Dragunov was his way up before getting to Walter. So maybe I'm wrong. I'd be, I'd be all right with that. Um, hot damn. Looking, look at Walter bumping around for Ilya. Because Ilya, he comes out house of fire. Like, he has control of this match very early on. With lots of holds, lots of strikes. And 
<laughs> my my note do you like slugfest if you like slugfest go out of your way to watch this because oh my god did they beat the living crap out of each other and the reign is over walter has been dethroned and the czar reigns uh Ilya dragunov is your new nxc uk champion after 800 something days wowzers so if you like slugfests go out of your way to get that cole versus o'reilly three um the biggest note i have is there was no feeling out process at all they just went right like the bell rings they go right for each other i like that uh other than that there's nothing of note from this match um it's definitely my least favorite of the three um i feel like their first i think the problem was the first one was so good uh the second one was was solid this one i i don't know what it was i just wasn't as into it um i'm sure that's a me problem i i think maybe i need to rewatch it and and kind of get in you know get into it a little bit more but i i don't know uh i i guess really and i'm gonna move into the main event here because i think this is why i wasn't that into it cross versus joe this was the match i was looking forward to the most um because joe's back we have samoa joe as an active competitor again after a year and look i'm one of the few who thought he was utilized correctly in his time on both raw and smackdown i i feel like i feel like there should have been a championship reign sure but at the same time you you want to heat something up bring in joe give him a microphone and that'll become the hottest feud on television and he did it time and time and time again. Um, you know, I, I guess if 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 you're of the mindset that a championship needs to happen to solidify that, then you know, I guess you could call it a failure. But uh, in NXT, I know he will get the respect to include championships that he deserves. Uh, and of course he does. He comes out here, has a hell of a fucking fight. Um, early on, bell rings, and the whole thing has been provoke me. Provoke me. And Cross, who provoked who? Um, Cross instigating. Just kicking at Joe. Like, just kicking at his feet. Kicking at his shins, basically. Love it. Uh, Joe eventually gets i didn't take very many notes i was just uh, clearly too enthralled at one point joe is going through like three or four submissions like just relentless like not giving up not letting cross breathe ultimately samoa joe wins and becomes the first ever three-time nxt champion uh very curious to see because that's man it's happening right now i'm missing nxt as it takes place right freaking now um but very curious to see where that goes. Um, I hate going through this so fast. I, it was, it was fun having somebody else to bounce, bounce stuff off of, you know, bounce, you know, Hey, this happened. What did you think? And then I could say, Oh, this is what I thought. Um, but that's why I kind of just blast through these. So, one major thing happened, and it's going to be the talking point. We're going to take a quick break. You know what the thing is. But, 
you know, I didn't want to lump it in with all this. It needs its own, its own breath of air. It needs, it needs a little bit of space. So, uh, hell of a weekend for WWE, hell of a week for wrestling. And we're going to talk about the one major thing in talking points on the other side. We'll be right back. It's hashtag WrestlePals. Everybody's been talking in their sleep for seven freaking years. Welcome back to hashtag WrestlePals. And uh, this, this man was not talking in his sleep. I didn't watch it. Fair, you know, just fair warning. I did not watch it. I saw bits and pieces of it. CM Punk has returned. He has returned to AEW to the shock of practically no one. Um, But man, oh man, Uh, here's what I want to say about this. Number one, he looks happy. So good for him. That means he made the right choice for him and his family and his mental health. I fucking love that for him. Um, I'm happy for AEW. Um, does this push the needle for me? No. Malachi Black is the one that pushes the needle for me. I've almost done it. I've almost made the leap. But I can't. So Punk showed up on Rampage, which is their Friday show. That's No, honestly, I say that. That's the more likely one to happen because it happens right after SmackDown. There's a good chance that I start watching Rampage before I watch Dynamite. Um, I don't see myself going out of my way to watch more wrestling on a Wednesday. Whereas after a SmackDown, there's a possibility that I might start watching Rampage. We'll see. Um, But I wouldn't count on it. Um, At this point, I'm maxed out on wrestling. I'm getting excited about it again, but I'm maxed out. Uh, Between the move and buying a house and all that shit, uh, I just don't have time for it. So, I just... I want to reiterate. I'm happy for everybody involved uh fans are really geeked up about it i'm sure the company is really geeked up about it he's definitely geeked up about it i see zero negatives here i don't see how this isn't a great thing for the wrestling business i see i don't see any reason this isn't a good thing for wwe um you you gotta come with it now you got a guy who's gonna be on the stick every week who is coming for you and so you've got to, and you know, the only thing I hope is it isn't, it isn't just, I hope he focuses on what they have and what he has rather than trying to gun down WWE. Like that's been my biggest, one of the biggest things is I have no interest in watching that. If, if all you're, if all anybody's going to do is take digs at WWE, which those are a lot of times the links people send me. I'm I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. And that turns me off from the product. Whether that's fair or not, I don't have time for it right now. So I need to see the good shit. I need to see the stuff that makes me want to watch. And Malachi Black kicking Cody Rhodes in the face. Man, that almost did it. <laughs> uh, CM Punk returning, sitting in the middle of the ring with a live microphone. That almost did it. So... You have shit happening that has me almost there. I think I think the biggest thing is I still have that feeling of I don't belong. I'm not allowed because I watch WWE and I enjoy it. Um, I, you know, apparently I I have to detract, you know, stop liking it. And I'll say this again: the company itself can go fuck itself. <laughs> like I, <laughs> you know, 
there's there's pretty practically nothing I can do to to support and back the company, but there's so many people there that I do enjoy. I do enjoy watching and overall, I do enjoy the product. So bringing it back to CM Punk's return, sorry. I got on a tangent. Um this is a good thing for wrestling. Bar none. There's no way it's not and there's no way that this doesn't go well. There's no way that this doesn't improve wrestling in general. So for that, I say awesome. I'm excited and I hope it goes well for them, for him, and I hope he remains happy and uh we'll see we'll see what happens coming down the line. I know I didn't say much, but you know, somebody has to, somebody had to, I had to you have to mention it. It's big news. So I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the show today. Wherever you're listening, you can subscribe, rate, comment. All those things would be greatly appreciated because we are a podcast and algorithms work that way, supposedly. Uh, you you hitting like or what have you, uh, or to me, uh, hitting share or telling a friend you enjoy the program. Those are the best ways that you can help out. We would love to have you aboard. Um you know, you can come chat in the Discord, um, patreon.com slash oh, hi, Justin. You want to give to just the, this show, there's a support link that you can do that that is in this description. Um, all those things would be greatly, greatly appreciated and very helpful to me and your hashtag WrestlePals. Like I said, next week, we are talking about WrestleMania 6. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and I can't wait till you guys uh, get to hear that. And I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you join Patreon right now and want to want to uh, be a part of, you want to watch and listen as we do WrestleMania 6, just saying, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash oh hi, just need to join the uh, hashtag WrestlePals tier, or the hashtag WrestleParty tier, I'm sorry, five bucks a month, gets you, gets you the invite, and then, you know saying and that includes watch alongs that are coming uh, coming to uh, that channel too so anyway all that goddamn hashtag wrestle pals mm-hmm.